Welcome to the Creative Play and Podcast Network. Join us as we review our favorite RPGs, collectible card games, MMOs, video games, PC games, and bring up interesting topics and things that we'd like to share with everyone. Sit back and enjoy the show. Hi, this is Kelly, a.k.a. Trixie from Ragnarok and Roll, assigned to Ragnarok Story, and Tilda Wimblewick from D&D Journey of the 5th Edition. First off, I would just like to say thank you to everyone for listening to our varied adventures, as well as for rating us on iTunes and RPGpodcast.com. If you haven't rated us yet, we would greatly appreciate it if you could. And if you're looking for more ways to support our efforts, we are now on Patreon, a great site where you can help us continue making more podcasts, as well as some special surprises for our patrons. If you can, please look us up at www.patreon.com cppn. Every little bit helps. And again, thank you for listening. Rogue One, Episode 8, The Future of Star Wars. Like Kyle says in the, in the intro to your uh, podcast, Kyle, the future is bright when it comes to Star Wars. It is. Uh, blindingly bright. Yes. Because yeah. we have a Star Wars movie coming out every year, I would say, pretty much for the foreseeable future. Right. So we and have no idea when that will actually end. So we have quite a bit to talk about today, and we're going to have to try to condense it into about an hour. It's going to be kind of difficult for us because we usually have conversations about Star Wars that last about three hours uh, on, on average. So we're going, to, we're going to try to keep it as tight as possible. That being said, every now and then we will have a couple times during the panel where if you have any questions, any theories, any things like that, feel free to go to the microphone in a little bit uh, that we have set up. Uh, we'll and let you know when that time is. Yes. Yeah. All we do is just keep ask that you know you keep your your theories and your questions as quick and tight as possible. Uh, we don't need a whole uh, thesis on your on your Star Wars theories because we want to make sure we get as many people in as possible. So uh, just keep that in mind. All right. Well, are we ready? I'm ready. ready. Okay. So let's do this thing. So first and foremost, one of the biggest questions that we had, leaving The Force Awakens, is who are Ray's parents? Who are Ray's parents? Now many people going in, and I know Kyle, you had this theory that and many people shared it, was that Han Solo was her father. Yeah, I, I would have bet money on that. Yes. Uh, so would I. Turned yeah. out not to be true, obviously. Well. Maybe not 100%, but pretty sure at this point that yeah. that's yeah. not the case. Yeah, and that, she, that would be really weird if it was. Yeah, yeah. She, she is, uh, Daisy Ridley is later, uh, has since come out, like in just various interviews, and has basically said, you know, well, we all know now that, you know, Han isn't my dad in the movie. And so it, it's kind of debunked that. Most people, or at least many people, left the theater uh, believing that Luke Skywalker was her father. Um, so, there's kind of mixed messages going on when it comes to the possibility of Luke being her father. Gentlemen, what do, what do, you, what do you have to say about this stuff? The thing is, is there's no real solid, concrete idea either way. There's a lot of hints and a lot of uh, coincidence or will of the force uh, that could say that yes, Ray and Luke are related, and it would make perfect sense in the Star Wars sense if they were related. 
but there's nothing to say one way or another that that is actually the case. Obviously, the lightsaber passed down from father to son to daughter makes perfect sense, especially in Star Wars. The lightsaber is sort of this rite of passage that gets passed down from one generation to the next, and so now that it is Rey's, although she's kind of giving it back to Luke at this point, at the end, trying to anyways, he's just sort of looking at her like, Hmm. Um, and we don't know if he actually takes it, but, uh, you know, that's a pretty good, you know, indication that perhaps they're related, but there's nothing concrete. And so it could just be Ray is Ray. And we have no idea who her parents are, and we'll find out later. Who knows? Uh, what about you, Kyle? Yeah. Well, I, I think, I mean, I agree with you. I, th I think that's probably the, the strongest possibility right now based on the characters that we know, the information that we have. It seems like if she's related to any characters that we know, it's most likely Luke Skywalker. Um, like you said, the lightsaber is probably the biggest evidence in support of that. The fact that not only does she have it, but that sort of called out to her through the force. She had a, you know, she touched it and had a vision of uh, Luke Skywalker and Darth Vader and all this stuff that happened before. And then, you know, we get brief teases of you know, things that happened between yeah. episode six and seven that also seemed to involve Luke Skywalker. So, right. um, I mean, you, you would think it, it could just be something where she's like, you know, there's like no more Jedi out there right now and she's the first one to sort of ignite the spark again. So the force is sort of telling her like, hey, here's the, the history of this lightsaber. Now you need to go find Luke. But I think it, at least to me, it would make more sense that they're related. Um, and you know, have that stronger connection there. But then there are some, it, it's funny because there are like little things in the movie that make me keep tipping one way or the other. Like when Finn first tells her that BB-8 has a map to Luke Skywalker and she goes, Luke Skywalker, I thought he was a myth. And it's like, well, if, they're if, if, if Luke is her dad, how could she never have heard of him? I mean, maybe she didn't realize that her dad was this powerful Jedi, but like, I mean, from the- Then that the, opens up so many other questions. Yeah. And we're not really sure we want to, Think of Luke as a bad parent. Well, no. Let's go, no. Kyle. But. Kyle, you mentioned the vision right there uh, with with uh, Ray as a as a child. So let's go ahead and uh, bring up the shot right here as we see Ray being held by uh, Simon Pegg's. I'm sorry, uh, Uncar Plutt's uh, greasy hands. Um, Luke, One quarter portion. <laughs> Luke does not seem like the kind of father. I mean, we would hate to think that Luke would a abandon his child and b leave him with such a horrible uh, alien. Like, our, our <laughs> yes, mm -hmm. or Simon Pegg, for that matter. I don't leave your child with him either. But, uh, but so this kind of raises some questions uh, about who exactly left her. Now, in the, in the shot, um, she sees a ship going away. And actually, some people have thought, well, this is very similar to uh, Luke Skywalker's shuttle from the old Marvel series from the 1980s. Yes, if you... There are some people who believe that. Um, however, it doesn't really seem like that is the ship because uh, Pablo Hidalgo, who's the head of the, well, one of the heads of the story group at Lucasfilm, said, uh, well, here's what the ship design is, actually. So it actually does not look like Luke Skywalker's shuttle quite at all. In fact, if anything, I would say that this is more like a Greyhound bus-ish kind of uh, starship, if you were going to go like that, and they were just kind of dropped off on a a junkyard planet, essentially. So the question is, if Luke didn't drop her off, or maybe her parents didn't drop her off, did someone else drop her off? Is it possible that maybe Kylo Ren perhaps dropped her off on Jakku? Well, he 
does respond rather violently when he's told that, you know, the traitor and the droid were assisted by a girl. What girl? You know. <laughs> and he's not very pleased about that, so he may have some idea, but there's some other stuff that may contradict that. Yes. Well, we'll, we'll get to that in a second. We'll get to that second. I, I do think that the possibility of Kylo or some sort of dark side-ish person maybe leaving her there to get out of the way would make sense in some ways because, you know, if you were to say like, oh, she doesn't know who Luke Skywalker is, well, Kylo has the ability to kind of get into people's brains and turn off a switch, you know, and that doesn't seem too far-fetched in the Star Wars universe to to say, forget this. Ooh. But see, the other thing I was going to say about <laughs> the, the other thing I was going to mention about that, though, I mean, she she seems to not know who Luke Skywalker is, but then also when she she meets BB-8 and she says, you know, where do you come from or whatever, and he beeps and she says, oh, classified, really, me too, big secret. So it's like, how much of her supposed you know ignorance about Luke and the Jedi and her her history and her parents and stuff, like how much of it is her not knowing stuff and how much of it is her trying to keep a secret? Yeah, and, and some of it, she knows that she needs to get to Luke. Because with Maz saying, um, dear child, I see your eyes. You already know the truth. Whomever you're waiting for on Jakku, they're never coming back. But there's someone who's, who still could. And she says, Luke. Maz says, the belonging you seek is not behind you, it is ahead. So right there, like, you know, that, that idea of Luke, she, she has this connection to Luke somehow. You're right. uh, Plus, we, you know, when, when Kylo Ren is interrogating her and reading her mind, he says, you know, I, I see, you know, I know you've been dreaming at night and I see the island. And then, of course, by the end of the movie, we see she goes to an island to find Luke. And it's like, oh, she's been dreaming about this place. Yeah, yeah. We shall see. And is that just, you know, premonitions? <laughs> or is that actually, you know, relational yeah. clues? Well, Ray sees yeah, a lot of stuff in her, in her vision. Not all of that stuff is necessarily stuff that she was actually directly there. For example, the first thing that she sees when she touches that lightsaber? Cloud City. Cloud City. She was not in Cloud City. Uh, wasn't even born. No, I hope, yes, not that we know of, right? No, she wasn't. She was, she's approximately 18 or 19 in this film. Um, and uh, some people look at the particular scene with the massacre of the Jedi, okay? And uh, Rey, at one point in this vision, looks up to see a figure above her and who gets then impaled by Kylo Ren. And then she looks and there's Kylo Ren standing there with the Knights of Ren in the rain with what we are to assume are Jedi laying everywhere. Uh, and a lot of people assume, you know, well, who's, you know, out on the internet that she, the interwebs, of all those tubes and stuff, that uh, she was there at perhaps the academy when she was a young girl, five or six, and then was not killed by Kylo, but then put on Jakku and mind wiped and yada, yada, yada. However, however, that doesn't quite make sense anymore because of a certain book that just came out. Yeah. Uh, Bloodline just came out. And I'm not gonna spoil anything Bloodline. It's a great book. It's uh, fantastic. It's really great. If you missed out on any politics and you're like, oh, I wish I could know more about what the heck is going on with the New Republic and the Resistance and the formation of the First Order, I highly suggest you check out this book. It just came out. 
recently. But in this, this book takes place approximately five or six six years. Six years. But, yes. Oh yes. yes. This is a, this is totally canon. And in fact, um, um, all the new books and stuff. Yes. Nowadays are. They are they are considered for better or for worse. Uh, everything from you know like hey I got some of the new Marvel comics here. These are considered on the same level of canon as the movies. Uh, at least the story group considers it that way. Um, so anyway. This takes place five to six years before The Force Awakens, right when the First Order is just about starting and the Resistance is just about starting. And Kylo Ren is still off with Luke Freddy. Yes, and Ben, <coughs> known as Ben. So Ray would be approximately 12 or 13 during this book, and it's not mentioned at all, at all. Um, just a little thing to keep in mind. So that idea that she was there at the Jedi Temple at five or six, Saw the massacre Jedi, etc., etc. Probably doesn't doesn't hold up. Uh, not anymore. Because yeah, at least not anymore. So we're learning additional things as we go forward. Um, but again, the bloodline uh, highly suggested that. Before yeah. we move on, you wanted to talk about the Knights of Ren. Right? Oh yes. Also, um, considering you are Kylo. Right? Well, yes. Yeah. Um, I mean that's just another. Obviously, that, that was a well cool scene in the movie, but brief. Um, but I just thought you know the designs of those characters were really cool and everything. You know, we, we got a brief glimpse of them in one of the original trailers, and I was like, oh man, I can't wait to find out more about these guys. And then in the movie, there's nothing. There's you know like a two second shot right. during vision. And Supreme Leader Snoke, when he's talking to Kylo Ren, addresses him as you know even you master of the Knights of Ren. That's all the information we have is that Kylo Ren is the master of some group called the Knights of Ren. Um, that, the, well, we do know that the name Ren is like part of a title, kind of like dark. Like, I mean, obviously now we know his name's Ben Solo. Spoiler alert for anyone that has been forced to but I don't know why you're here. Yeah, please um, leave. I love you, but go. Go, go see the, the movie. movie. Yeah, yeah, go watch the movie. Okay. It's a whole lot better than Master Dress. Yeah. So, yeah, so we know it's this group. They take on a new name with Ren in the title somewhere, and we know there are a bunch of other masked armored warriors who seemingly do not have lightsabers so yeah. you know maybe this is just some group of like jedi hunters maybe they're professional you know assassins or bounty hunters or whatever and these and they are a king boy of snoke in the first order yeah and then kylo decided to join them and was like hey i've got force powers and a lightsaber so i can kill more jedi than the rest of you can i be your leader and they're like yeah sure um or maybe he banded the group together i don't know but there, that is definitely there's some cool info, just little bits of info about uh, Kylo Ren in the uh, in the visual dictionary right here, and also in the character encyclopedia as well that came out. That just as a quick reference, if you're interested in learning up little hints of Kylo Ren, uh, he apparently is encouraged uh, to use kind of uh, both light and dark side abilities by Snoke according to the book, which is kind of an interesting thing. There's a lot of interesting stuff with Kylo. He's obviously a very tormented person, uh, which is why we, we love him so much. He needs medication. Guy <laughs> needs medication. Okay. <laughs> so we're going to so, Snoke a couple of times. Yes. That's another one of the big theories that came out. Oh my goodness. And there are as many theories on the internet about who Snoke is yes. as there are clone groupers during the Clone Wars. Yes. Where? <laughs> They're multiplying. Yes. I, I, I kid you not, like five minutes before we started this panel, Joey was just showing me yeah. the slides and, you know, you're you're like, so wait, you're that. And I was like, there were some that I had never even heard of. Yeah, so let's go, I know, this is just what happens, by the way, if you type in Snoke on image search 
on uh, Google, you will see one of these is Snoke Tarkin. Ooh, what if he escaped the Death Star at the last minute and he got half of his face blown off or something and then, I don't know. Okay. And never I, went back to Palpatine. Yeah, I, I don't know. And his voice changed completely. And what, okay. <laughs> All right. Or maybe if you're a fan of the, the cartoon series Rebels, maybe it's the Grand Inquisitor. Who got blown up. Who got blown up real good. That's yep. uh, the target, so we're kind of seeing it. Yeah, we're seeing a thing. So apparently I'd get blown and up. If you fall into the reactor of an Imperial superweapon, it explodes. You might become Snoke. Yes. Um, or perhaps... Uh, somehow, somehow Anakin Skywalker's body. Um, guys, there's a lot of weird stuff out there. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. Um, but perhaps one of the most, and this was, uh, this is a theory that was going around quite a bit, was that Snoke is truly Darth Plagueis. Dun, dun, dun. Whoa, okay, no. Hang on, come back. Jason hates that theory, but we're okay, going to no. talk about it. We're going to talk about it. Get back up curiosity, here. does anyone back here up think here. that Supreme Leader Snoke is Dark Plagueis? So you've got a couple Talk back there. Oh, we you. So we have some kind so of shakies and babies. Most of you are so sane. No. <laughs> most of them are probably just afraid to raise their hands because they saw you pretend to be yeah. on the table and walk out of the room. <laughs> <laughs> so... So the theory right there of uh, being Snoke, now we, we had mentioned this after one, probably our second or third viewing to, to Jason right here, like, hey, Jason, did you hear the, the theory that Snoke might be Plagueis? And he's like, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> we're like, no, no, that's a theory. Who said that? Who said that? So Jason, <laughs> so Jason, I want you to, as calm as possible, express to us why, in your opinion, this is a bad idea. Okay, thank you. Um, two primary reasons. One, Snoke seems absolutely terrified of the fact that Luke Skywalker could be coming back. If you were Darth Plagueis, survived being killed by Palpatine, survived being, you know, not bound by the Galactic Empire, and then rose to prominence with a Galactic Empire, you know, clone of a force, you know, in the First Order, I don't think you would be terrified of Luke Skywalker. I think if you survived all of that, you would not be scared that Luke could return to the galaxy. You'd be like, Luke Skywalker is Luke Skywalker. Who cares? I've survived worse. Second, and probably my most hated reason as to why this is not correct, if he is Snoke, that completely undermines the power of Palpatine in the Clone Wars because he says, the apprentice killed his master in his sleep as I want you know, to save others from death, but not himself. Um, and if Palpatine truly believed that he had killed Snoke, uh, Plagueis, not Snoke, uh, Plagueis, and then, lo and behold, Plagueis comes back under a different name, you would start questioning whether or not Palpatine was really as powerful as he was. And if you can single-handedly take down the entire Republic and the Jedi Order without so much as raising a finger until the last moment, I don't see him um, not being correct in the fact that he killed his master. Uh, so, and I'm a huge fan of Palpatine. I think he's the best villain in Star Wars. That's my opinion. Uh, so anything that takes away from Palpatine, I'm automatically going to like resist with 
force lightning and <laughs> unlimited power. You know that sort of thing. So I'm slightly biased, uh, but I, I believe my points are valid. Yes. Okay, now now let me give counterpoints and no. try not to force joke me here. Okay. Um, <laughs> and I'm not like a. Uh, die-hard like, believer in this theory. I don't know how it's gonna go one way or the other, but I just think it's a cool thing to speculate about. I think of all the characters we've known so far, like if Snow, is, you know, if there's gonna be a surprise reveal there, if he turns out to be some character we know, we, we've met before or heard of before, it's going to be Plagueis. Um, but he also could just turn out to be a, a completely different character. But I just like talking about this and discussing it. So let me, let me defend against Jason point, Jason's points there. Um, as far as him being afraid of Luke Skywalker, like if, if Plagueis did survive and come back, then sure, that would make him more powerful than Palpatine. But Palpatine still overthrew the, you know, had, had the entire galaxy ruled with an iron fist. And he and Vader were afraid of Luke as a kid. You know, he was like this young rebel that blew up the Death Star, like he barely even knows what the Jedi are. But if he becomes a Jedi, like he could destroy us. We need to either turn him to the dark side or, or destroy him. So even if Snoke is more powerful than Palpatine was, now that Luke is a full-fledged Jedi master, heck yeah, I would be scared of that guy coming back. Like, not terrified necessarily, but it'd be like, this guy could become an issue, like, for my seal-proof plans of galactic dominance, we need to make sure this guy doesn't come back into the picture, because if he doesn't completely overthrow us, he'll at least be a thorn in our side, and we just don't want to deal with that. Um, and then as far as him, you know, if, if he did survive, that would, like, weaken Palpatine's character or something. I don't necessarily think it would lessen him that much. I think it would more serve to prove that Plagueis is that powerful. Um, because you see what Palpatine is not. No, you see what Palpatine <laughs> did. At, like, just as you were saying, you see what he did during the Clone Wars, you know, manipulating the, the political events of the entire galaxy and, you know, completely coming out of left field, but nobody saw it coming when he was just like, hey, by the way, guys, I'm a Sith Lord, I've got the whole Senate behind me, I can call you out as traitors, and no And he wouldn't know that his master was still alive? Yes, but he had a blind spot. Exactly. Then we, Exactly. And well, we, that's and we know that, 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 I said, let me, I said, let me, let me finish my Because we know we've, we've heard from, from Yoda and others that the dark side, you know, is quicker, easier, more seductive. It leads to, you know, arrogance. And I mean, same as when Anakin, uh, you know, Anakin and Obi-Wan had their final tour. Anakin maybe could have beaten Obi-Wan if he had, you know, the, the patience and the, the tenacity that just held out. Obviously, he had a lot of anger and raw strength and whatever. But when Obi-Wan's like, hey, I've got the high ground, you can't beat me, and Anakin's like, yeah, whatever, sure I can, and tries to flip over him, and Obi-Wan's like, no. The dark side and all that power and arrogance can occasionally lead people to well, make an occasional mistake, or you know, have a blind spot, or slip up. So I don't think it's completely out of the realm of possibility that Snow could, that, Pal that Palpatine could believe he had killed Plagueis, especially because, you know, maybe we, we know that Plagueis spent his whole life, his whole career as a Sith devoted to trying to uh, prevent death and learn the path to immortality. Well, let's talk about that real quick here. And we're going to go, I'm going to swing. I have so much I know, but we're going to... Uh, but we have in, the rest of the Yes, exactly. Here, so. And uh, we're going to take, it, I'm just going to point out a couple more things about Snow real quick from uh, Pablo Hidalgo. But uh, if you have any uh, quick uh, comments or questions about the Force Awakens before we move on to Rogue One, uh, feel free to go over to the mic right there and we'll uh, take any comments or questions. 
that you may have. So the uh, Pablo Hidalgo from the Lucasfilm Historic Group was asked on Twitter, my real question to put it to rest is, did Plagueis spirit survive physical death through the dark side? And Pablo Hidalgo from Lucasfilm says, he was said to possess the ability to keep loved ones from dying, not himself. His apprentice killed him. But people weren't satisfied. And they with that said, answer. Pablo, are you saying that Sidious said Plagueis is dead? Or are you saying he's actually dead? And he says, Sidious killed Plagueis, ascending to master, as is the way of the Sith. But they were still weren't satisfied. And then they said, <laughs> you didn't answer the question. Is he actually dead? Or does Sidious think he's dead? He says, I said Sidious killed Plagueis. He killed him. Killed. As in to kill. Like there was a killing. <laughs> but it's not necessarily, is he Plagueis? It's quite frankly to me, it's what the heck happened to this guy? He looks messed up, and why is he scared of Luke? And Entertainment Weekly recently had an interview with Andy Serkis, and they essentially said, it kind of turns out that Snoke is most likely just Snoke. Uh, and what? that uh, he's his own enigmatic character, he knows about the events of the previous movies, but uh, most likely yada yada yada. So that's up on Entertainment Weekly uh, from January, yeah. I believe, if you want to go but, but then if you actually read Andy Serkis' quote in that article, he doesn't say one way or the other where Snoke came from. This is, see, this is the reason why I love discussing this theory and yes. why it just won't go away. Because <laughs> everybody seems to be just a little dodgy about it. Like even in those tweets from Pablo Hidalgo, obviously he's trying to throw people off the scent. He's saying Plagueis was killed, uh, but he, he doesn't say like how, how is killing? There was killing. He's yeah. dead. Dead, dead. That's dead. exactly what he already how, said in the movie. But how is that dodging? He says that's what that's what Palpatine already said. I don't know. Again, not that I'm like gonna blame or die by this, but I just like I, I like poking holes in, in Jason. Oh yes, he just uh, likes poking them. So it looks like we have some question right there. So yes, sir. Oh, no, I'm right. I'm sorry. I'm like, we have decorum here, ladies and gentlemen. We have microphones. Go ahead, sir. Um, so I was wondering, uh, the island that she finds Luke on, is that um, on Tython? It's Aktu, I believe, is the name of the planet. Yeah. Which sounds like Achu. But uh, it's Aktu. Is Aktu. Aktu. A-C-H or A-H-C-T-O. Yeah, of the planet. Now, I will say, that's kind of weird. I thought they said that's where the Jedi started, and I thought that was Python. Yeah. In well, the old expansion. That's, that's from the Old Republic video games and storyline and stuff, which is which not officially canon. I personally, I mean, when I first saw that, I was like, man, I thought that would be really cool if that was Python, because I'm a huge fan of the, the Knights of the Old Republic games and stuff myself. So I like that, all that old lore and everything. But as far as we know, that's not, I mean, we, we do know it's called Pashto or something like that. So it may be, a, situ it, yeah, it may be a situation where they, they took the same planet and renamed it, because they've done that before with Korriban and Moriban and Clone Wars. Yeah. But, so they can still um, pull from legends. But also in the, in the video game, Tython doesn't have that much water um, from what I remember. So yeah, um, yeah probably not. Right. Next. Uh, 
So I feel like it's no secret that uh, Force Awakens is pretty similar to A New Hope in the sense, yes. giant death man, we gotta get rid of that. Do you think the future movies are just gonna kinda do the same thing, like kinda rehash five and six? Do you think the directors will try and mix it up a lot more than just kinda? I, I think it'll be, yeah, The Force Awakens was definitely, it was, uh, I, I called it kind of like leaving kind of a greatest hits of Star Wars, which I, I appreciate it. I, I, I don't see Starkiller Base as just another Death Star. Um, I, I, if anything, it's much, much more. It destroys entire s systems. Uh, in a much cooler way than the Sun Crusher did in, uh, in the books and everything. Uh, but it's, or it was the Darksaber. They had a bunch of them, anyway. There was a super uh, weapon of the week going yes. on. Yes, but this, wild. so, that's nothing compared to the old EU. Read the old EU, you find a lot of the old Death Stars. But um, I, 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 I think in the new films coming forward, I know that uh, for episode eight going forward, that one of the Disney executives at some point said that uh, Colin uh, Trevorrow is gonna, uh, do something weird, or and I think he, by weird, he meant kind of different and interesting. And the Star Wars can be very weird, uh, but yeah, I mean that was one of the that was one of the criticisms. I, I and I think it, some of it has some valid stuff, but at the same time, it was a the Force Awakens is kind of a, a recentering and also a reintroduction uh, to many people about Star Wars. Uh, we have many young uh, people in here that. Uh, you know, they may have been introduced to Star Wars for the first time with The Force Awakens, and I think that's awesome. J.K. Abrams even said that in an interview, too. Yeah, it was they, intentional. He's kind of addressing criticisms that it was too similar, and he said that was kind of intentional because, you know, because the, the prequels were so divisive, they wanted to kind of draw people back to the core of what they felt like was, was real Star Wars, I guess. And well, if you, and if you look at Star Wars as a whole anyways, it's sort of rhyming beats anyways. Uh, this, yeah. you know, you get, with Anakin and Luke, the hero's journey, and the only thing that's different is Luke continues on the hero's journey, and Anakin fails in that journey. So they, they start on the same journey, and then it's you know they split. Uh, so, but there's rhyming beats with Star Wars, and we're sort of I'm sort of expecting something that seems similar to A New Hope, anyways, going into it, uh, just because of the nature of the trilogies and all that stuff. So uh, I, I think that. Well, yeah, it's similar. Um, it wasn't something that I felt was overdone. Okay. But to answer the other part of your question, I, I do think and hope that they'll do some more new original stuff with episode 89 going forward. And I think it would make more sense to, to sort of deviate from the traditional Star Wars uh, playbook, if you will, going forward in the new movies, uh, episode 8 and 9, rather than episode 7. So. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Do you think do you think Jar Jar Binks is a Sith Lord? No. <laughs> yeah, uh, I love Jar Jar. I'm, I'm all in all honesty. No, if there's one character you shouldn't make fun of around Jason other than Palpatine, yeah. it's Jar Jar. I, 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 let me put it this way: Jar Jar gets a lot of flack, and I understand Jar Jar. I don't laugh at everything Jar Jar does, but I understand his purpose in the overall scheme of it. And if you want to talk about it after the panel, I'll be more than happy to talk Jar Jar with you. But no, he's not a Sith Lord. Go away. <laughs> okay, next question. We talked about it. <laughs> you talked a bit about um, Plagueis and Snoke and all that. Uh, what about the other guy, Kylo Ren? Uh, what do you think the future holds for him? Do you think that he, there's a possibility he'll go to the good side? Or... Uh, that's a good question. Well, it's a, due to the nature of Star Wars and the fact that we've seen Anakin come back to the light after murdering younglings, um, 
It's possible. I don't think it's likely. Um, seeming this is how he's trying so hard to not be seduced by the light. Um, it's distinctly possible, and if anyone could do it, it would be Ray, uh, not Luke. Uh, Luke would have the opposite effect, I think, on Kylo. So we will have to see the development of Ray in conjunction with Kylo to see if that's a possibility going forward, I think. Uh, but I don't, I think there may be an attempt to bring him back to the light, but I don't think it will succeed. Yeah, I don't know, I think it's, it's kind of up in the air um, because I think there's still something to play. I, I think Kylo is still going to be a, a complex character going forward. Um, I think the things that Han said to him about Snoke just manipulating him and using your free power, I think those are true. So, we, you know, maybe we'll see Kylo turn against Snoke at some point. Maybe we'll see him try to be redeemed. But I also think they made a, a pretty strong point in this movie of showing him being so conflicted between the dark side and the light. And then at the end of the movie, when he, you know, kind of, he, he seems like he might be coming back to the light side. Um, and asks, you know, his, his dad, Han Solo, he's like, you know, I'm being torn apart, I know what I need to do, but I don't know if I'm strong enough, like, can you help me? And you think he might be coming back. And then, and then, and then he snaps him and kills him instead. Like, I think that was a pretty strong, like, okay, he was on the fence, and now he's on the dark side. Um, so, I mean, I, I hope he doesn't just suddenly become, like, this evil mustache-twirling villain for the rest of the trilogy. Um, you know, I, I definitely like the, the depth and complexity of that character, and I think it's still there, but I think there's probably less chance of him being redeemed than there was for Anakin. Okay, well, uh, for those of you, yeah, are you in line? Okay, yes, one more, and then we're gonna, and then we'll have more time for questions right at the end of this, but we're gonna go to some yeah, other things. Yeah, we're gonna have to get moving, sorry yes. guys. So, as for, so as for Kylo Ren, he actually is a very complex character, and I don't, I'm not sure what's, what, do you, what side do you think Kylo is trying to, because his family legacy is made up of both Jedi and Sith. Well, he's, like, like I mentioned earlier, I mean, we'll just have to wait and see when it comes to that, really, because um, really, who knows? I mean, he could go either way. I would love to see redemption. Is that possible? Well, you know. And the, the, the thing, also, the thing is, is family member that he's idolizing at this point is Darth Vader. Yeah. So, you know, he's got the mask. Yeah, the mask. That's a, yeah, and that's a whole other thing about, like, when this show, you know, finding out that his grandfather is essentially a lot of the, a lot of the EU, or I call it EU, a lot of the books and the stuff going out right now is that Snoke taught uh, Kylo that Vader's downfall was his, his likeness, the light side that came back within him. Um, that the Empire would essentially still be around if Vader had just let the Emperor kill Luke right there. And that, uh, that, was, that was a weakness that Vader had, not a strength was that, that lightness inside of him. So um, we'll have to see. It, it'll just be interesting. I will say, if, if Kylo does get redeemed, I mean, I don't want it to be just like a straight copy of like, oh, Luke redeemed Vader and now Vader's redeeming Kylo or whatever. But I think one thing we haven't really seen before in Star Wars, at least not in the movies, we've seen this like in video games and stuff, is a character get redeemed from the dark side and then continue their story after that. Um, you know, if we had Kylo Ren be the main villain of this trilogy, um, at the end of it have him be redeemed, and then like 10 years later they do episode 10, 11, 12, where he's like the Luke Skywalker Jedi mentor figure and see how he sort of deals with obviously his dark past and how he tries to you know redeem himself from that by, by training new Jedi. So I think that could be cool. 
Well, we're going to go to show uh, uh, as we transition over Coming soon to, to Rogue One, uh, which has been in the news quite often in the in internets. But we're going to show the trailer real quick if the audio works. Is it the Asa? State your name for the record. Jen Asa. Forgery of imperial documents, possession of stolen property, aggravated assault, resisting arrest. On your own from the age of 15, reckless, aggressive, and undisciplined. This is a rebellion, isn't it? I rebel. We have a mission for you. Your weapons test is imminent. We need to know what it is and how to destroy it. Is that clear? Yes, sir. But I have actually, this is an exclusive right here at Phoenix Comic Con. I have the actual synopsis of the film. Uh, it goes a little something like this. Um, it is a period of civil war. Rebel spaceships striking from a hidden base have won their first victory against the evil galactic empire. During the battle, rebel spies managed to steal secret plans to the empire's ultimate weapon, the Death Star, an armored space station with enough power to destroy an entire planet. Um, and for those of you who are going, that sounds familiar, <laughs> you would be right! That's the opening crawl from episode four. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but that's basically what the film's about. It's about getting the Death Star plans. It's, uh, uh, and Rogue One has been in the, uh, in, the, in the news lately when it comes to uh, online stuff. Number one, a few weeks ago, uh, a bunch of pages, essentially preview pages for an upcoming guide to Rogue One came out. And we're not gonna go over all those you know, specific details and stuff that, that much, but they have like names of characters, uh, which some of them are way too hard for me to pronounce right now with an actual movie to understand how to pronounce it, so I'm not gonna try. Um, and a lot of the character descriptions say, so-and-so helps steal the Death Star plans, and this other person is ready to fight with the Rebellion, and so all the, it's not very spoilery, um, but we do have like some new ships, uh, or a new ship, I should say, perhaps uh, some new TIE fighters as well, um, and the Imperials, the, the troopers and stuff that we have, we have uh, a shore trooper, uh, which has been confirmed, death troopers, and those AT-ATs uh, or AT-ACTs that you saw are actually called AT-ACTs, which stand for All-Terrain Armored Cargo Transport. 
So they look a little bit different, and uh, so perhaps they, maybe their armor is not too strong for blasters. You know, maybe maybe they don't need to wrap around their legs. You know, maybe their cargo, maybe their whole, maybe their cargo is like a bunch of thermal detonators, and they just like blow up, and then it's all like that. So uh, now, um, well, before, before we get yes, to the thing, um, impressions, Rogue One, you're excited? Oh, absolutely. Oh, well, uh, yeah. Um, I mean, I have to be honest, I'm one of those people that's like, okay, cool, Rogue One, when do we get to see episode eight? I want to see more of Rey and Kylo Ren and all those guys. Um, but at the same time, like, more Stormtroopers and Imperial Walkers, and if we get to see Darth Vader in this movie, like, heck yeah, obviously I'm gonna go see it probably multiple times, and I hope it's awesome, so. Um, you, you can never really have too much Star Wars as long as it's done well, in my opinion, so. And those new TIE fighters, you can barely kind of see up in the corner there, but I love those things. Yeah, they kind of look like a, like a, kind of like a mix between a TIE bomber, but more like a, a, a interceptor, kind of with like half the wing or something. Yeah, it's almost like, it, it's like a TIE fighter with the wing design of like a Jedi starfighter. Yeah, or like a Sith fighter or something like that, yeah. And of course they have like a, 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 sh a ship right there, the Rebel side, I believe they're, some people are saying it's the U-Wing or something like that. Uh, I don't know, it's pretty cool. And they have some aliens that one of them looks like either he's from the movie Critters or possibly escaped from the set of Doctor Who. I'm not exactly <laughs> sure, but he's there and they, they look cool. Um, and of course, Death Troopers. I mean, some, pe the, uh, some people hear Death Troopers and they think of that uh, really cool, scary uh, Legends book of Death Troopers, which was about zombies and stuff. And I've actually heard some, some folks uh, Mark Perlman on Star Wars Report and say, maybe there are actually dead people in there. I don't know about that. But, uh, I, but yeah, there's cool, you know, stormtroopers in black armor. A lot of cool stuff to look for. But, and for those of you who are, just to clarify, this is not taking place after episode seven. This yes. is a standalone movie that takes place right before A New Hope. Yeah, anything this is episode three. And as far as we know, there are no Bothans that died because in this movie, because that is the second Death Star, ladies and gentlemen. I'm hoping that maybe we'll see some Bothans, but this isn't the one where Mon Mothma's crying about. So, anyway. She is in the movie, though. That is awesome to see her, which, by the way, that actress was going to be Mon Mothma in episode three, but her part, his part was cut. So it's nice to see that they actually went back to her. Uh, very cool. But one of the things that... Uh, has been a, a, talked about with Rogue One just last just like night. Yeah, just this week has really been going on is reshoots and the, the panic, panic about Rogue One. About this. Now, before we can talk about much, the, the reshoots right here were scheduled already to happen in July. Um, now, the, the report essentially says that, quote unquote, industry insiders. Say that, always trust industry insight. Yes. Say that the feel of the film was not akin to The Force Awakens. And that, I mean, you can tell from the trailer right there itself, it has a kind of a darker feel to it. And that perhaps they may need to go in and retweak certain parts of this film to make it feel a little bit more like A New Hope. To kind of bring a little bit more fun into it, this and that. And according to some reports, uh, including one from makingstarwars.net, they said that they're actually going to be essentially reshooting perhaps up to 40% of the film. Now, you may say like, oh my gosh, 
Now that's not necessarily a bad thing. Number one, this movie is not coming, if this movie is coming out in September, then yeah, maybe there'd be some time to panic. But it's really, this is, this is the, the general vibe going on from all these reports that the industry insiders say, yeah, we're reshooting stuff, but at the same time, they're also saying, but no one's panicking at Lucasfilm or Disney. Everyone's saying, okay, we're just gonna tweak some things here, we're gonna reshoot some scenes. This happens in almost any movie that you yeah. have. Reshoots are scheduled into filming schedules, all movies, because you start getting into film, the editing process and things don't quite line up the way you want it, or you need an extra shot for such and such scene because they missed getting something, or you know, things like that. Um, or they just think, well, the scene didn't turn out quite the way we wanted it to, so we'll tweak it and refilm it this other way. So this is normal. So the, all these articles that you may see going on the internet saying that everybody is panicking about Rogue One reshoots, no. The only reason it's getting any attention is because in Star Wars, all movies have reshoots, so yeah. I wouldn't panic. It's great clickbait material right Yeah, here. and even if it is a, a panic, it's like, well, okay, at least they've still got time to fix it. So, yeah. you know, if, if, if we get to November and it's like, oh, first test screens of, of Rogue One are horrible, well, then I'll be worried. But, you know, right now, I'm like, these are probably just normal reshoots, and if there is a problem and, you know, the, the executives really aren't happy with it, I'm like, okay, well, good, we got like four weeks to shoot new stuff and fix it, so. And then, this, and then I'll just wait for episode eight to come out. And speaking of episode eight, let's go ahead and just get right into that right now, because we still got, I'm telling you guys, we have a lot of Star Wars coming out. And before you know it, it'll be time to see episode eight, which will be coming out uh, sooner than we hope. Let's see, it's gonna be December of 2017. 2017. 2017, my goodness, so it's coming right up. Before Here we have. Yeah, um, so we're gonna go over a few things about episode eight. We're gonna try not to get too spoilery or anything. Good, because I don't. Yeah, we have a few like little set photos, but we don't, I mean, quite frankly, I haven't read any um, leaked scripts or anything like that. Quite frankly, a lot of the quote unquote leaked scripts, you're gonna see a lot of them, okay? Because right before episode seven came out, it would be very hard to, uh, for a, a fan base, a fan to write up a leaked script mm -hmm. uh, because we didn't know anything. They kept it so secret. But now, of course, we know who the major characters are. And it would be easy enough to kind of guess where some of these characters might be going. Right. Um, so I would expect to see a lot of, you know, fan-based leaked scripts <laughs> coming out. Uh, so we're just gonna go over what we know for sure, or at least what we can kind of assume is gonna be going on. Um, number one is that this is uh, gonna be one of the, perhaps the first Star Wars movie that essentially picks up right from that moment of handing over the lightsaber uh, to Luke, uh, which kind of, kind of throws some people off, because we're used to Star Wars movies taking place at about a year to three, or possibly with the Phantom Menace, was it like 10? 10 between Phantom Menace. Yeah, so, yeah. so we're used to having gaps of time. Um, but uh, in this case, uh, they've already released some of the filming of episode eight, and they, they showed this online of, of them shooting this scene all over again with a whole new uh, you know, crew. crew and everything. So um, that's one thing to keep in mind. Uh, another thing is that, uh, so we're gonna be looking at Ray and Luke, and Luke will actually have lines this time around. <laughs> he will actually talk. Oh my gosh, I can't wait to hear 
Dylan's voice. But, but anyway, but Luke might look. This is a, this isn't a, you know official concept art or anything. There was a kind of a, making Star Wars .net had you know has their their resources. They never release uh, the the concept art that they are given. They do describe it, however. So they put out a description of some concept art that they saw about Ray and Luke. And this is essentially what the concept are kind of look like. Again, Ray. It's someone's interpretation of yes, the description. Of the exactly. So it's kind of the, kind of the so, game of telephone right here. But yeah. you can kind of see that Ray basically looks you know, very similar to how she looked in episode seven. Luke, perhaps, is looking a little bit more Count Dooku ish right there. Um, which I think I mean, he has his, uh, his, I love his robot hand right there. I won't really get into it, but if you want to check it out online, there's some really cool kind of possible concept fight scenes going on between Kylo Ray, the Knights of Ren, and stuff like that. I mean, now, now, just to throw this out there, concept art does not mean it yes. makes it into the movie. That is true. They make 10 times more concept art than anything that gets selected in the movie. So what making Star Wars may be getting could be discarded exactly. concept art. And there was some of that that got leaked that didn't make it in the movie uh, right. for episode seven. So like one with, I think there was one with like Captain Phasma with a lightsaber. Yeah. 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 But like there that. was a lot of concept art. There, there were some, some lead concept art images for seven that did, that were in the movie, like Vader's melted helmet and right. gray with a lightsaber. Yeah, you can see the art of The Force Awakens. Uh, really awesome book. If you want to see just all different ways that The Force Awakens could have gone, check out that book because you'll be able to see some really fantastic art and some of the, how, just how the script process works. Um, some of the other things that we know are gonna be in the film are, uh, well, Prince William and Prince Harry visited the set recently, and they hopped in an A-wing, and of course, uh, Mark Hamill was there, and I think they even dressed him up as a, there's even a shot of them dressed up as stormtroopers, so who knows, we- We, we could get Prince William and Prince Harry as stormtroopers. Yeah, I think they yeah. have like small cameos. Yeah. Which so is probably just them as stormtroopers in the background, and we'll be like, hey look, there's that one scene with the royal guys. Hello. <laughs> you must bow before me, I'm a stormtrooper. Um, <laughs> like the fact that Daniel Craig was double. Yes, Daniel Craig was uh, TK007 or something right there, in case you didn't know. In case you didn't know, that was the scene where Ray is being, um, she shackled she, up right she there. She mind tricks the stormtroopers. And that's oh, that's James Bond. Yeah, she mind tricked James Bond. So usually, <laughs> usually he has that effect on women, not the other way around. <laughs> um, so, and here's some other stuff. We have uh, sets in Dubrovnik, I believe is how you pronounce it. I believe that's where it is. And you could just walk by Dubrovnik and they would have these that's sets. in, what country is that? Croatia? Europe? Croatia. <laughs> Croatia. It's in the country of Europe. Uh, no, uh, but they also have some aliens, one of which here, this guy is actually, uh, was in Maz Kanata's castle, actually, and then another he guy. He looks like a Silurian. And that guy looks like, I don't know. I don't know. He looks like, a, he looks like the, the, if anybody, he looks like somebody from the Critters movies from the 80s, which, if you know what I'm talking about. With his chain and then he's low? Yeah, he's, he's, a, he's a pimp, man. Okay. <laughs> So, and we also have a cool uh, set picture here showing the Falcon. Uh, one could assume that this might be Jakku, or not Jakku, excuse me, they're not Jakku. Why ever won't go back to Jakku? Um, <laughs> this is the Aktu, or Aktu, or whatever, perhaps planet where the Jedi steps there, and some sort of 
giant tree. Uh, perhaps this is one of those uh, early Jedi temples that uh, Luke was searching for right there in episode seven. Perhaps. Um, perhaps. I think that's probably a different part of the planet, though, than, yeah. you know, the, it's, it's not where Luke heard, where Ray first found Luke, unless that tree just suddenly like. That would be a really bad. Yeah, well, that would be a horrible planet if there was only one small island on the giant That's ocean. That's true. I would hope there'd be other islands, perhaps on that that base of prime real estate right there. Yeah. <laughs> so buy the whole planet. Yeah, wow. Um, but some really cool stuff. I don't know, uh, Kyle, Jason, what are you guys looking forward to in in episode eight? Everything. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's so far away right now, and there's so much that could happen. And I'm, I'm spoiler-phobic, um, so I will not. Makingstarwars.net is a blocked site on my computer. Uh, I do not <laughs> visit it. Um, so I stay away from spoilers, so obviously I'm going to be spoiled by some things, because that's just the internet. Um, but. I don't know, and that's that's the thing. There's a lot of ways that it could go, and I'm excited about that, but the fact that I don't know, and the fact that I'm looking to be surprised by what comes next is what really excites me. Um, and the fact that I love a lot of the characters, and I want to see where they go. I love Ray, I love Kylo, Poe is great. Poe Dameron is one yeah. of the coolest characters. He has an awesome comic series right now, too, if you want to check that out. It's a good comic book series. Yeah, Poe Dameron is really good. Um, Kyle. Yeah, um, I mean, I, I kind of echo a lot of what Jason said, like, I mean, obviously there's stuff from The Force Awakens that I'm looking forward to seeing more of. I want to see Luke training Rey as a Jedi. I want to see Kylo Ren learning more of the dark side from Snoke, because that's something else that we ended off episode seven with, with, uh, you know, Snoke saying, bring Kylo Ren to me, it's time to complete his training. So what more is he going to learn, and how much more powerful is he going to become? I want to see more of the Knights of Ren. I want to see Poe Dameron flying around in an X-Wing blowing up more stuff because he's awesome. Um, <laughs> but I also just look forward to, you know, the, the surprises, the new stuff that we don't know is coming. And also I was just going to say with the, the stuff that we talked about earlier as far like the, the mysteries that we're wanting to be revealed, who Ray's parents are, who uh, Snoke is and all that. Fact, I want, that's what I'm most excited about, to finding out who Snoke is so we can put all these Plagueis theories to bed. Thank well, you. <laughs> see, I, I, I think that regardless of the answers, even if, even if Snoke is Plagueis, even if Luke is Rey's dad, I think, you know, just because we have so little to go on right now, I think the, the real answers to those questions or the way that those answers are revealed, I think is still going to be a surprise to us, like, regardless of, you know, who saw it coming or not. Um, so I'm, I'm really interested to just see, you know, not only like finding out those answers, but how they come about in the story and how all that's revealed. So that's that's probably what I'm most looking forward to. Oh, Finn. I, yeah, Finn too. Well, and, and I'm interested to see sort of what his role is going to be going forward yeah. because, um, you know, in The Force Awakens, obviously, like, he gets the lightsaber first and his whole story arc is about trying to, you know, get away from the First Order and being, you know, the stormtrooper who refuses to kill and decides he's going to fight for the good guys. Well, um, now we see know Finn and uh, Captain Phasma show down. Yes. Yeah. Well, yeah, so now we know that Finn, is, I mean, his, his story arc is mostly complete in that sense, so now I'm interested to see like where they go from yeah. here. Is he going to you know, just become a, a fighter for the Resistance? Is he still going to be on the run from the First Order and Phasma, and are they going to you know, keep hunting down this group of Stormtroopers? So. Yeah, and I we do know that we do know that Finn will. Oh, sorry, Captain Phasma will be back. She did, she got out of that trash compactor somehow. So Maybe we're gonna have more than ten seconds of screen. Maybe who knows? Um, so we're gonna uh, wrap things up. One other thing that yes. is confirmed, other than Episode Nine, is 
Oh yes, of course. Our Han Solo standalone movie, and I don't think they actually have officially announced that this gentleman is going to be our new Han Solo, uh, but uh, it's basically, it's one of those things yeah. that everyone knows, but they haven't released yet. Yeah, it's like Lucasfilm hasn't officially confirmed it yet, but it's being reported by like... Variety. Legit, yeah, like legit movie news sites and not just the, yeah. the usual rumors. So it looks like Alden Ehrenreich uh, is going to be our new Han Solo. This movie is written by Lawrence Kasten, who, uh, of course, has written many of our Star Wars films, and his son, John Caston. And it's going to be directed by Phil Lord and Christopher Miller, who not only directed uh, the Lego movie, but also the 21 Jump Street movies and, and stuff like that. They're, they're, I mean, they're a good combo. Obviously, those two directors and Lawrence Caston has a great way of uh, writing comedic kind of stuff. Uh, one would hope that this might be a, a good, fun movie. Uh, who exactly knows? Uh, here's a quick little mashup of what he might actually look like. Um, but, you know, it's gonna, some people are like, oh, he doesn't look like Harrison Ford. To me, we've already had uh, two young actors playing young Indiana Jones. And honestly, they did a great job, and we didn't think like, well, they don't look like Harrison Ford. But frankly, if they did a good, if they can do a good job in it, that's all it is for me. Now, apparently, Alden Ehrenreich was actually kind of discovered by Steven Spielberg uh, when he performed something at a bat mitzvah. So for me, that's good enough. If Steven Spielberg likes this guy, then I'm cool with him too. Um, I will wait and see. Yes. I mean. This movie won't come out until, you know, 20, you know, 37. Um, <laughs> no, 2018. 2018, excuse me. But, um, you know, we've still got quite a ways before this movie comes out. Yeah. And I'm just excited to see Chewie in that movie because I'm 6'8", so I have a kinship with Luke. Yes. Um, and, of course, the future of Star Wars. We have Episode Nine coming out after, of course, after that, and that's gonna be directed by uh, Ryan Trevorrow, who directed, uh, Colin Trevorrow, I'm sorry, I'm being mixed up. Colin Trevorrow, who uh, did uh, uh, Jurassic World, um, and we could maybe have a Boba Fett story, perhaps. I think Josh Trank, before he had a mental breakdown, was going to actually direct, perhaps, the Boba Fett uh, film. I think Boba Fett may be a villain in the Han Solo. Yeah, I they like might have combined. That. There's kind of that's kind of like up in the air. They may have actually put that into the Han Solo movie and kind of done that. And of course, uh, Ewan McGregor really is kind of pushing for an Obi Wan Kenobi film, which I would really like that. Yeah. Obi Wan, or maybe, or maybe in a movie. Like that could, I could see a trilogy of Obi Wan movies. But anyways, Please. I love. But and of course, when all is said and done we might actually see a whole new Star Wars trilogy after this. I mean, we could, we could see episodes 10, 11, and 12. Uh, the fact is, Disney owns this, and they want to make money, and I want to give them my money. <laughs> so, they'll keep making these things. Um, now, we're gonna- Considering the fact that I have a Star Wars podcast, I hope to keep making these yes. so I have more things to talk about. So let's just talk about your podcast real quick before we uh, jump out the door. Jason, Kyle, tell us about your, your Star Wars podcast. Uh, so I'm one of the co-hosts of the Wampus Lair podcast. We're a discussion-based podcast, but we don't really follow the news very closely. If there's something big that comes out, like the Rogue One trailer, we'll do an episode devoted to that, but we're more topic-based. So uh, one of the things we've discussed more recently is we took two episodes to discuss the closing musical 
tracks for each of the films. So um, that was a lot of fun, and I love John Williams. So you know, please, John Williams, stay alive through episode nine, so we can have yes. you. Um, Keep going. Uh, so, if, but if you do want podcast that focuses on all the latest news, talk to this guy. Yeah, um, so my podcast is called Star Wars The Saga Continues, and we basically do what we just did up here. We, we discuss the new movies. Um, we, I mean, I started the podcast on the day that it was announced that episode seven was going to be coming out. Um, and, you know, so... Yeah, we talk about the new movies. We also talk about um, you know, some of the other stuff, like uh, me and my, my co-host Tim, we're both huge fans of the Star Wars Battlefront video games, so we'll talk about you know, news about that, um, and a little bit about you know, Star Wars Rebels and books and stuff that are, that are coming out. So it's mostly you know, news and focused on like, the, the new Star Wars stuff that's coming out, but primarily on the movies, um, except you know, sometimes we'll, we'll go on even longer tangents and discussions and stuff and you know, go for like three hours. Their average podcast length is, length is three hours. Yes. Yeah, it's probably more like two and a half, but we've had a lot of it's, it's good um, to take yeah, in we, segments, we I love it, it though. And, and so it's not, we, we don't try to be like one of the, the high, you know, top tier professional, like getting all the breaking news and having guests and stuff on. We just like talk about the news that other people have reported and then give our own theories and, you know, get, give our own spin on it. So it's, it's I mean, we, we try to have fun with it and keep it kind of casual and, um, like I said, it's a lot of like what we were just doing up here. So. And if you are interested, I do have business cards. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I don't because I was too busy finishing this yeah. and get to go to stables or whatever. Yeah. And of course, there's the animated cast, as I mentioned before. That's nothing Star Wars. Well, we still do talk about Star Wars, ironically, on there. But uh, it's, <laughs> it's about the Animaniacs, if you're interested in uh, that kind of stuff. And uh, tomorrow, uh, once again, tomorrow we'll be having the Star Wars Trivia Challenge right here in this room. So if you at want to... At 10.30 a.m. So if you want to help participate in that, you can sign up. The link is on your program that you can kind of just type in that little tiny URL that's on there and uh, get signed up and you'll get into the bracket for tomorrow and we'll have some fun. And uh, with that, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to go wrap things up. If you have any questions, come on up and talk to us and we'll be free to happy to talk to you. But thank you very much and have a great day. Oh yeah, we got cards. Collectible business cards. <laughs>
Thank you for listening to the Creative Play and Podcast Network. And feel free to enjoy our other shows, such as D&D Journey of the Fifth Edition and Scion Ragnarok and Roll, a Scion hero to Ragnarok story. Thank you for listening.